What's up, y'all? It's the Prime Sign Podcast. You're on with the host, one and only Titus J. Cleveland. What is up, man? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Um, don't know what day this is in quarantine, but like I said, we're going strong. I'm gonna maintain this positivity, and hopefully, we get to see some sports in the upcoming months or so. But you know how we always start to show off, and it's gonna be with some motivation. We are uh, around the corner of uh, the yearly um anniversary of the late nipsey hustle um he was he had unfortunately passed away on march 31st 2019 um the anniversary is, is going to be two days from now so you know i just had to just uh just give a quick motivation from the words of nipsey to you know the great the, the prolific mind that he was and you know genius that he was um it's just it wouldn't it wouldn't be right if i couldn't you know just give some motivational some wise words um, you know, from the minds of Nipsey and, you know, his, his simply one of his greatest quotes that I always follow. And I, you know, I take with me every single day is the fact when he said, the game is always going to test you. Never fold. Stay 10 toes down. It's not on you. It's in you. And what's in you, they can't break. OK. Once once, you know, immediately reading this, this quote or this, you know, this model, it hit me and it, it, I, I always took this, you know, in everyday life, because no matter what I take from each day, okay, and I, you know, instill it into my mind, no matter what or whoever I come across, no matter how much they may try to intimidate me or intimidate you or, you know, make you feel less worthy of yourself, the only thing that they cannot take away, the one thing that they will not take away is the knowledge that you have gained. Over that day, over those weeks, over those years. So always look at, you know, yourself and say, you know, am I worthy or is this person worthy enough to, you know, make me feel a certain type of way to make me feel bad about myself? Always look at, you know, yourself and what have you gained in life? What have you, um, you know, taken in in the past couple of years that, you know, you can use to better yourself in the you know future years never let nobody you know break you or you know make you your um how could i say it your your will to learn and to be great don't let no one take that away from you because once you get once you lose that it's hard to ever it's hard to retain that so always you know stay ten toes down man don't let these people break you remain who you are and, you know, sooner or later, um, God will, you know, show your light to the world. But with that being said, let's get into sports. And of course, we're going to start the show off with basketball, of course. So, you know, last night, couldn't sleep. Um, just up. You know, I, I slept the whole day. So, you know, I was just up all night. So I had really nothing to do. So, you know, I just went on YouTube and just started skimming through, you know, different videos that I used to watch of you know certain games or certain interviews and i was just watching open court and it was showing the you know the 50 greatest players of all times and this i thought this would be something that i would like to talk about on this podcast um you know before we even start of uh, you know get into the get into the topic get into the sub the segment of who's the next 20 some of the names that was listed, you know, on this on the 50 were, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, Kevin McHale, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, uh, Walt Frazier, Patrick Ewing, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, uh, Elgin Baylor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Charles Barkley, Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton. The list goes on and on. All right. Some of the greatest players ever to play this game. Um, and we're talking back, we're talking going all the way back to like the sixties and beyond. All right. These guys, um, you know, paved the way for the guys that we see now in the NBA. We're talking about the LeBrons, the Luka Doncic, the James Harden's, the Giannis Antetokounmpo's, the, you know, Clay Thompson's, the Steph Curry's. We wouldn't, or they would not be where they're at, at, at this very moment, if it wasn't for the guys who came before them. So, you know, you always got to tip your hats off to the greats who came before you and just show you your respect um well with all with all um 
without any means, you know, just just always make sure and, you know, give make sure that their presence is aware. And, you know, always just like I said, always have their respect and give them respect. But, you know, going into the next decade and, you know, next couple of decades, it hit me and I was wondering what what's who's the next 20. OK, who's the next 20 greatest players, you know, that you could say um, unanimously would make the list. OK, we're not talking about you got to, you know, debate about it. I'm talking about once the name is said. It's or it's automatically a done deal. He's going on the list. All right. So, you know, it took me a minute to come up with my list. And, you know, this this is the list that I have. OK. And right now I'm just going to give you the 20 and then I'm going to give you my reasons for, you know, a few of them. I'm not I'm not going to say all 20 because we'll be here all day. But here's my here's my 20. And this is in no particular order. We're going with Tim Duncan. OK. Kobe Bryant. Kevin Garnett. LeBron James, Dominique Wilkins, Kevin Durant, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Reggie Miller, Allen Iverson, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Anthony Davis and Chris Paul. Okay. That's my those are my top 20, the next greatest players. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna tell you guys the honorable mentions later on. So um just hold on for a second before you guys go crazy. I may have missed out on one of your favorite players. He may be in my honorable mention. All right, but you know, I'm gonna go off the guys who are you know unanimous unanimous automatically okay and that's tim duncan there's not even a debate there kobe bryant is no debate kevin garnett no debate there like these are all guys that um you know for a fact are gonna be you know in the next uh next 20 greatest players to ever play this game so that's that's not a question then we go to kevin durant Dwayne wade dirk Nowitzki, reggie miller alan iverson all right like these guys that i'm naming right now these guys are just already unanimous. Like they're set in stone for the next. These ten are already, you know, unanimously on the next greatest uh, players in the NBA. Then I made another list. The next ten, okay. Steph Curry, okay. Uh, for you guys, uh, I think Steph Curry is pretty, you know, ex- uh, explanatory himself. Okay, the greatest shooter of all times. Okay, definitively or you know, arguably changed the game of basketball. From an entire, you know, standpoint of it being a, you know, mid-range game, close inside game to now where it is today. It being literally just a three-point guards league. So definitely you give Steph Curry the notch. On top of that, a three-time champion, okay, will be, you know, at the end of his career, lead the league in three-pointers all-time made. Uh, has broken his his single season record of three-pointers made consecutively on multiple occasions, okay? Um, an unselfish player, great teammate, has been with this organization with the Golden State Warriors for his entire career and has shown, you know, success in each step of his uh, season. So definitely you give him the nod. Clay Thompson, okay? I should have paired them up together, Steph and Clay, to go on this list together, okay? We're talking about the greatest shooting backcourt in the NBA's history, okay? Ever. Like this, these two, these two guys are the most are the two scariest guards to defend, you know, come across half court. Like immediately once they get on to half court or come across half court, you have to pick them up because their range from, you know, on the court is just is beyond it's beyond this world because literally they can pull up immediately from the half court line. Once they step over the half court line, they're already a threat. So you give you give Clay Thompson the nod, okay, because the amount of you know achievements and accolades and milestones that he has done to be a guy who doesn't even get the ball that much. Okay, Clay Thompson is an off-ball guard. He reminds me of a you know Ray Allen, uh Rip Hamilton, Reggie Miller type of guys. Okay, guys who uh you know thrive 
without the ball in their hands. Okay, they they can get open by moving around, and you know that's how they you know ultimately you know get their game going, and you know that's how they get the the swing of the game going for that particular day. But Clay Thompson can do this on a on a daily basis from I'm talking about from the beginning to the season to you know game seven of the NBA finals. Okay. Clay Thompson is a how do I want to say he's just a pest off ball. Okay. Because you have to always be you have to remain next to him for the entire 24 seconds. Because if you look away or your eyes glance open for a second, he could end up on the other side of the court and then just get hot. And then from there we know where that goes, ladies and gentlemen, because this brother has on multiple occasions put up, you know, big time numbers in short periods of time. Okay. Remember when he put up 37 points in a quarter, I think he had put up 60 points, you know, in only three quarters. And then I I can't even be exact, but I think he had only two dribbles and he had, I believe like 30 points a plus. So just to have that type of skill to be unselfish with the basketball and to be able to move around with your team and, you know, get guys open for different, different plays that's that that right there speaks to greatness and i'm on on top of that man he's a three-time champion okay has advanced to the finals five times has come through in those big moments why why in the hell would i not put clay thompson in that next 20 greatest players of all time next on my list james harden okay for you guys that you know ultimately don't or disagree with this with the james harden pick some of you guys may like it I, i could care less but the reason why I say James Harden, okay, is because James Harden, as well as Steph Curry, changed the game with the with you know the three point shot. James Harden changed the game psychologically, okay, psychologically, um, you know, because he studied the game a lot more. He studied, he realized the new age that we were in or that they were in, and realized how could I be more effective, you know scoring the basketball and his elusive you know style of attacking the basket and drawing fouls of defenders literally just meaningless and and really dumbfounded like you know fouls he gets these defenders you know he baits them in and ultimately just continues to go to the line and and it it just it, it it snowballs from there okay he gets the confidence he gets the you know momentum going he gets hot then he's all he's automatically stepping back from three you know hitting daggers in your face left and right so James Harden as well as Steph Curry you know uh changed the game you know in in the same generation okay because now you got guys who are just looking for fouls any type of way any kind of way because they see James Harden is just so you know uh it's just it's just a master at drawing fouls now you see other players trying to implement that into their style of play. And it wouldn't even be a thought if it wasn't, if James Harden had, you know, exceeded his level of success to where it's at now. So you definitely got to think about putting James Harden on the next 20, you know, greatest players. No, he does not have a championship yet to prove for it, but you cannot overlook and overshadow, you know, the accomplishments that James Harden has done so far. He has come up short in, in clutch moments, but you never know. When you get the ball to drop a couple of ways, you know, into a few possessions, he could be in the NBA Finals going up against, you know, some of these players, the LeBron James teams or the Kawhi Leonard teams. So we don't know what could have transpired, but ultimately you cannot knock this man's greatness, James Harden, for literally changing the way how, you know, defenders go up against you, okay? That, that speaks for itself. So, of course, James Harden goes up there. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, okay, probably the most dominant specimen that we've seen since a Shaquille O'Neal. Um, man, it's just the the level of respect that I have for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, man, to come into the league, you know, I believe he came into the year of 2015. I drafted, I think, 14th or 15th by the Milwaukee Bucks. Scrawny kid from Greece. I mean, this brother was scrawny. I mean, like literally less than Kevin Durant scrawny coming into the league. Um, didn't really have, you know, a a a great background coming into the league. Had to work for everything that he was given. Um, and he brought that, you know, that mentality into the NBA. And you could see where the fact that he's at now, 
to where he had began, where literally guys didn't even know who the hell this man was at a 15th pick that the, you know, the Bucks had selected him with. Guys didn't even know who he was when he had just, you know, had come on to the scene into the NBA. We still didn't know who Giannis Antetokounmpo was. So the fact that he's, you know, putting the work and to be where he's at right now, ultimately a couple of steps away from, you know, possibly reaching that uh, NBA Finals, um, you definitely can say that without a doubt, without, without a doubt, Giannis Antetokounmpo will definitely be the next on, on the list of the twenty greatest players of the next coming years. Okay, so you you that's why I have Giannis on that list. He does not have a championship yet, but we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what Giannis could possibly who who Giannis could team uh, possibly team up with. So um, I'm 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 holding it out. I'm holding his championship. Um, you know. Uh, you know, his winnings for him to win the championship. I, I'm I'm gonna hold that out. Um, because I know it's gonna happen. He just has to get, you know, have to be put in the right organization and the right system for him to thrive. And it's gonna it's gonna take off from there. But definitely Giannis Antetokounmpo deserves the notch. Okay. He's still probably early, but as you can see the trajectory of where he's been uh where he's ascending, you can definitely give him the nod to be in on that list for the next 20 greatest players. You know, after Giannis, I had Kawhi Leonard. Okay, Kawhi Leonard, um, the claw. You guys know, started his career in San Antonio. Um, wasn't really the guy that he is today. Okay, and a lot of people will tell you that. Um, was just more of a defensive kind of a guy. Um, would do the dirty work, get your rebounds, take on your best your best player on the opposing team. Um, didn't really come into his offensive game until he was, you know, had. I believe it was the year that Tim Duncan had um, retired. That's when he had finally become like stepped into that role as, you know, the number one option and taking the big shot and, you know, finding his offensive game. But you see every single year he had improved, just like how Giannis improved. Kawhi Leonard did the same thing. And ultimately he's, he was winning championships while he was doing it. Okay. Yes. He won his first one in, you know, with the San Antonio Spurs, people don't really give him that much credit because, you know, he was still young. It was like his first year in the league, first, second year in the league. And he got, you know, apparently, guys, they don't give him the credit because, you know, they say as great as Tim Duncan was, as great as Greg Popovich, um, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili was, um, as much as they say that they he, they carried Kawhi or, you know, they, they were the focal point of that San Antonio Spurs offense. I don't give a damn what y'all say, okay? Kawhi Leonard went up against LeBron James as a rookie, okay? We're talking about the LeBron James who was in the, it was like literally in the peak of his prime um, during that time. And Kawhi Leonard literally just fresh coming into the league, literally takes on the best player in the NBA. And 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 you, you discredit him for that. I don't think that's fair. I think that should even boost his, you know, his resume up uh, tremendously because, from that point on, his game has, you know, tr transcended uh, to another level. He's still a great defender, probably an even better defender when he came into the league. His offensive game has, you know, rose to another level. OK, he's more uh, choosy or I, I can't even say choosy. He's more, you know, um, he doesn't take bad shots. He's going to be more uh, conscious of where is the great shot or what is the best play for my team? So you can see how, you know, a young kid coming into the NBA, a quiet kid, not really, you know, um, a scoring type of guy to see where he's at now. How could you not give him, you know, the nod to be on the list? And on top of that, he's a two-time champion, a two-times final MVP, and ultimately has won two championships on two different franchises could possibly win a third and be the only player in NBA history to win three titles with three different teams, okay, to take on, you know, the Greek freak last year, you know, to ultimately go to a new team and ultimately go to the finals last year, speak something, man, and to have to you to be to, for you to be the focal guy of that team on the Toronto Raptors and to still bring it every single night, knowing that I don't believe you was 100% healthy that series, but to bring it every single night, um and still you know carry a team to a championship ultimately that speaks greatness for itself and that's why i ultimately put him inside of the next 20 greatest players in the nba
after that, you know, like I said, this is in no particular order. I'm just throwing names out there. But, you know, Paul Pierce, I'm going to throw the truth in there, okay? People, a lot of people are downcrediting um, Paul Pierce's, you know, his his career. And it, it's, I understand why people, you know, people downcredit it or, you know, overshadow his career. I, I understand it. I don't think it's fair, but um, I understand it. I would, me personally, I would not undercredit his, his, you know, his success in the NBA. Okay. Even though he, his career wasn't as great as some of the other great forwards, you know, or, you know, we don't really compare him to the other great forwards. Paul Pierce, you know, was one of the most clutch small forwards ever. Okay. Me as a Nick fan, I hated when he came to the garden. Okay. Because I knew that he just loved playing with the Knicks. Like on games where we were serious, I'm talking about players and fans. Paul Pierce was coming into the garden like it's a piece of cake. I got this. Watch, watch me take. Let me just take their hearts out. Watch this, and like it, that. That right there just fueled me to just. I I, I don't want to say you know hate him, but when you when you're that great, you know, and you and you and and your greatness speaks for itself. You know, it's something about you know. Like I said, and I don't want to use the word hate, but when you're that great, most people hate your greatness. And it's not because they're jealous. It's just because, like me personally, I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan. So you had a lot of game winners against my Knicks. I hated that. So therefore, I hated you. Not personally, just the fact that you was on, you know, that, that Boston Celtics team. But, you know, a lot of heartbreakers for me, for Knicks fans clutch player you know the truth ha is a nba champion played in some of the biggest finals you know moments in nba history like you say we go up against when you went up against kobe you know in those in those few go rounds those were some battles those were some you know competitive finals and paul pierce was one of the main guys in those series to come through you remember when he had you know had the cramp went into the locker room came back and then gave them boys the work all right, so Paul Pierce is a bad man in, in his own in his own right, and I don't think guys should like overvalue or you know underappreciate his his career because you know it's not compared to LeBron James or it's not compared to Kevin Durant or it's not compared to you know um Dwayne Wade. Me personally, if if Paul Pierce had won about two or you know one or two more championships, I feel like his you know his resume would be more appreciated because, you know, most people appreciate championships. So if you don't got that to show for it, you know, which I mean, Paul Pierce does have a championship. He did win in 2008, but I'm just saying like that, if he was to have a little bit more championships, I feel like he would get the recognition that he's looking for. But by far, hands down, Paul Pierce is definitely in the next couple of years to come on my list. He makes the top 20 uh, greatest players of all time, okay? After that, I'm going with Ray Allen, okay? Jesus. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Ray Allen, okay? Um, Probably the greatest. I, I, I'm not going to say greatest shooter because we already know who the greatest shooter is. But the the this is the guy. Ray Allen is the guy who, you know, when I say he took, you know, pride in his craft, which was shooting threes. He took pride in this, man. I mean, like, he was taken before practice had started. He was taken, and I, I I may be off with these numbers, but, you know, he was taking about 300 to 500, you know, shots per corner, okay? Like, that, 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 you don't do that if you're not, like, for real dedicated and, you know, and persistent on your craft ray allen was you know one of his shot was one of the smoothest shots that i've ever seen okay and we and i and i can say that about steph clay um you know james harden but ray allen's shot was just a one motion rhythm it was all in one motion and that just that's from repetition practice you know constantly working on your shot and muscle memory the fact that he was able to, you know, have that down pack, that skill down pack, and then ultimately 
transfer that into game-like situations and to come through in those game-like situations and to be, you know, right now the all the all-time leader, you know, three-pointer, um, three-point leader right now in the NBA. That's gonna change in a couple of years. But you know, before Ray Allen was coming up, threes wasn't expressed like it is today. So the fact that he was able to, you know, uh reach that goal, reach that milestone when it wasn't really, you know, heavily laid down on players yet, that speaks for itself. And then to come through in big moments, not even in the play in the regular season, in the postseason, during those, like I said, those finals matchups with the Lakers. Then you're going up against, you know, you go, you go to Miami and you have some pretty battles there with 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 Braun and San Antonio. You hit, like I said, the shot that saved Braun's career. You did that, man. And that take, you wouldn't have that, you know, shot, or you wouldn't be able to have that confidence if you haven't pra- if he hadn't practiced that before and putting those hours in the gym. So by far, yes, Ray Allen would be on my list to be in the top 20 greatest players of all time. As well, he is a champion, okay? So that even gives him more leeway to even be on this list. Anthony Davis, okay? Anthony Davis to Brow, probably, in my opinion, after, you know, Tim Duncan, I would say Anthony Davis, if, if not two, I would say he's a top three, you know, power forward of NBA in NBA history, okay? I don't think no one could argue with that. And if you do, just please DM me on on the Primetime Podcast. I would love to, you know, go back and forth with you. This would not be even close. But if you feel like you want to debate, DM me in the Primetime Podcast. But Anthony Davis, man, okay, just to see where he's at now and the amount of success that he has, you know, accumulated in these past couple of years that he's been in the NBA, um, it's special, okay? I knew Anthony Davis was going to be good. But I didn't think, okay, this level of good where, you know, can defend, you know, both pick and roll. And, you know, when I first heard that defend both pick and roll, I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Defend both pick and roll. I'm like, how how does a player defend the pick, you know, and the other, you know, player who's rolling? And I watched the game and I seen Davis like literally do what they had said, defend the pick and the roll perfectionately okay and i'm like oh this brother can play this brother guy has some skill and from that point on i knew davis was a you know elite defender in his own right but then his 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 offensive game shot up to another level you know and it really hit me or he showed me this i believe when he was in the playoffs when they had lost to i want to say portland but he was giving them work i mean he was putting up at least 35 in that series okay and i'm like and i'm like okay if a big at that size who's you know whose whose priority job is really to be a defensive anchor really for him to put up 35 points and still be that you know uh effective on the defensive side i said oh yeah i can't wait to see what this brother gonna do when he gets the talent to match up with somebody which he has now lebron james okay all all anthony davis is missing is a championship okay because right now Right now, he's already on the list. From what the numbers that he's put up, okay, and 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 you know, the level at where he's at right now, um, you know, Anthony Davis is on that list. He gets that championship. No one's saying nothing right now. You could you could have an argument because of the championship, but you know, once he gets that title, I'm think I mean that argument is going to be closed, you know, forever. But Anthony Davis, yes, he does make that list. And then once and for all, you know, the last guy. Um, I had to give it to CP3, okay? Chris Paul, um, he really, Chris Paul gets a lot of discredit, you know, for the fact of his, his attitude towards players, you know, and other teammates. And, um, as well as that goes into, you know, being a great player, you have to be, you know, have great, um, chemistry with your teammates. That's that. It was a very few players that said this about Chris Paul. Okay, we don't know if it's true or not. Um, but you know, Chris Paul is a point guard. Okay, he is a playmaker, a floor general, and Chris Paul's been doing this for over ten plus years in the NBA. And the fact that no, he doesn't have a championship, but you see it wherever he goes, the team really gets better. Okay, wherever he goes, the team improves. Okay, we see him when he went from New Orleans to, to Los Angeles. Okay, how that team 
was literally a, a bottom feeder and then ultimately, you know, started making his way up to the, the conference finals. Then you see when he goes to Houston, how, you know, he becomes that that second guy for James Harden. With James Harden, right? And then you see how he, he takes some of the load off of Harden and then how Harden's game is a lot easier. His 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 style of play becomes easier and that, you know, those, I think it was two, two years they was together with each other. Then he goes to OKC where you feel like, okay, they just did him wrong. They did him dirty. Why would you send Chris Paul to OKC where that team's literally just rebuilding because they had just let go of Chris Paul. I'm not Chris Paul. Paul George. They had just let go of, you know, they did the trade for Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. So I was like, it, it, it wasn't right how I was looking at it. The season hasn't hadn't even started yet. I'm looking at the guys that the, the OKC Thunder had, you know, had a, had uh had gotten back. You had you had some young talent. Okay. You had the, you know, Alexander, you had Gallinari, you had some young guys who that wanted to work. Okay. And Chris Paul was if couldn't have been the more perfect piece for that team at that moment. Okay. Someone who's gonna rally his guys together. And I think this uh situation that Chris Paul's in really really helps him. Um, because as much as I said it before, he gets the rep of, you know, having bad chemistry with certain teammates. Chris Paul went to a team literally where he was like the veteran of this team. Okay. Like Chris Paul was probably, I don't even know how old Chris Paul is. I'll say 33, 34, 32. I'm probably being exact, uh, a little bit excessive, but Chris Paul, you get what I'm trying to say. And then the rest of those guys, 19, 20, 22, 24. I mean, it's an age gap. You know, there's an age gap. And the fact that how Chris Paul was able to round his guys up together, his team together, and literally just understand what they got, use what they got, and don't make any excuses for what they got, okay? And they went out and just bowled. And Chris Paul was at the forefront of that, being the floor general, getting guys involved, making guys better. So when I seen that, and the fact that he ultimately got this OKC team in playoff contention before we was on before we got on this hiatus break, that right there said uh, told me everything I need to know about Chris Paul. Okay, yes, we may hear things about Chris Paul where guys say things about he's a he's a pest in the locker room and we don't get along with him. To hell with all that. Chris Paul knows how to win. Okay, and that that shows me OKC right there shows me that Chris Paul could be a coach any day. He could be. He literally is a point guard. So, yes, that's why I have Chris Paul on that list of, you know, top 20 players of all time for the next, you know, uh, whenever the list, the next list comes out. This would be my my 20 that should be on this list. Now, ultimately, I said I had the honorable mentions in there. I'm going to tell you I have five honorable mentions. Um, They were very tough. They were very hard. I had it was literally me trying to decide. Should I swap somebody out for these for one of these honorable mentions? But I just decided to keep it how it is and just realize that, you know, there's no disrespect to these players. They are great in their own ways and possibly they will make this list um, easily. And, you know, the next couple of years down the line, it's just a matter of them. What can they do to, you know, put the stamp on it to really make them unanimous for this, you know, for this list? And the five names that I threw out there was, you know, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, you know, Draymond Green, um, Carmelo Anthony. And then, you know, I had I threw the last one. He's on there, but I wanted to keep it at 20. I didn't want to give it, you know, a 21 list. But he's on that list, though, and that guy is Gary Payton, okay? Gary Payton, probably one of the most annoying guards that you could possibly go up against. Um, This guy was he just uh smart and, you know, and very he, – he thought out a lot of his competitions, okay? He thought about how to get to certain players, what was going to get under their skin, how is this going to affect their play – you know, when we step on the court and most nine times out of 10, you know, he, he was successful in trash talking. He did get to where he had to get to. 
Um, but but you know, like he he's a champion. Okay, he, he's a champion. One of like I said, one of the most annoying guards to go up against. Okay, and most players would tell you themselves that Gary Payton was that dude. He was that he was that guy that you wanted no parts with. Okay. And to be able to, like I said, to get inside the opponent's head as well as focus on your game and to ultimately focus on the team as a whole to get them to, you know, a victory, that's a lot going on, okay? And you must have, like, a lot, you know, of, um, you know, creativity or you must have so much going on up in your head where you could control different aspects of the game at the same time and still be successful. So that's why I always said Gary Payton should be on that list. Okay. But you know, I had to put him on honorable mention because I didn't want to put 21, but he, all you know, we all know Gary Payton is on that list, a champion, a hall of famer. Okay. Like I said, probably the greatest, one of the greatest guards, defensive guards to ever play this game. Okay. Like I'm telling you, he was the glove for a reason. Pit pockets, anybody, any day, any game didn't matter. Gary Payton was that, you know, that pest on the court. So definitely he gets the nod as well. But like I said, my honorable mentions would be Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Draymond Green, Gary Payton. If you guys have, you know, any issues or any concerns about the list that you think I should have added, please leave a, you know, a name in a comment. DM me with your list that you might think would be, you know, the next 20. But that's my list, okay? We got many guys uh, after them that's going to come along. We got the Trey Youngs. We got the Luka Doncic. We got, you know, the John Morantz, the Zion Williamsons, the Joel Embiid's, the Ben Simmons, the Jason Tatum's, the Jalen Browns, the Donovan Mitchell's, the Rudy Gobert's. Like, the league, like I said before, is in good hands. From 10 years from now to the next 10 years down, we're in good hands. So, some of the names that I might have left off, they will make the list, okay? Not my list, but they will make the list, okay? But, you know, man, that's my that's my my list, my predictions on who should be the next 20. Okay, you're on with the Primetime Podcast. I'll be on with the next segment to talk about who had the top, the top five greatest starting, you know, rookie seasons okay like so the, the who had the best five rookie seasons we'll be on very soon to talk about that stay tuned and what's up man we're back we're back with the primetime podcast room with those who are knowing titus j cleveland man we're gonna get right into it so like i said before i had departed we're gonna say we're gonna give out the top five best rookie seasons Ever okay, just the top five. I could have did 10, but 10 would have been too long. I know you don't hear my voice like that, so I'm just gonna give you the top five. First off, okay, he shouldn't even be number one, okay, but he's gonna be one with an asterisk to it, okay, because really he counts, but he shouldn't count, and that's gonna be Will Chamberlain, right? Will Chamberlain, the big, just the a, the, a force to be reckoned with, okay, during his time, okay, the Big Dipper, okay, just a guy amongst kids during that time, okay, Will Chamberlain, his rookie stats for that year, you're not even going to believe this, 37 points, 27 rebounds, 46% from the field, he shot, oh, that's that's really good if you guys don't know what that what that is. 46% from the field as a rookie and then played minutes. He played 46 minutes in his rookie year. Average, average 46 minutes a game, average 46% from the field. I mean, shot 46% from the field and averaged 37 points and 27 rebounds in his rookie year. The reason why I put an asterisk to it, because these numbers will never be touched again for a rookie. I don't care if we get another Zion, he's not going to put these numbers up. So that's why I really say Will Chamberlain's number one, but, you know, he's really, you know, a 1A or, you know, you like, you you know, you, I'm trying to say like he's not the start of it, okay? He's, his numbers were just too great. No one's going to touch those numbers. So, yes, he's number one, but 
really okay. You could you could you could give him honorable mention uh, times two or whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, next, okay, the second best rookie season, okay, is going to be Magic Johnson. All right, um, I've said this before in my a uh, couple of episodes previously. Magic Johnson, his rookie year, okay. Put up 18 points a game, 7.7 rebounds, 7 assists while shooting 53% from the field. Okay, Magic Johnson at this time was only 20 years old. Okay, 20. I'm 20 years old, all right? Okay, and just for me to even picture myself trying to put up 18 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists, during the time that they played basketball, it, I wouldn't trust me. I would not think about that. It wouldn't even happen. Trust me. So the fact that he was able to do this, okay, is it really speaks for his own. And as well, you know, being drafted first overall by the Lakers, okay, like I said, he had one of the most successful, you know, rookie seasons, okay. To really, to really cap it off, to show you how great his rookie season was, okay. When the Lakers were in the finals of his rookie year, okay, going into game six, the Lakers were up. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was out, okay? he I think he was injured. He was hurt. He had hurt his ankle. And, you know, so the Lakers, what did they do? They put a young Magic Johnson, okay, at center. At the time, he was 6'9", but was playing point guard at 6'9", which is why his, his, his skill and his style of play was so elusive because he could play the point to the center but yeah he at 20 years old okay went to the center position okay and dom i literally played his best game of that series okay he put up 42 points 15 rebounds and seven assists let me remind you guys he was 20 years old half of us is 20 years old and wouldn't even put up 15 points in the nba finals at 20 years old, all right? So the fact that he was able to do what he did, okay, at his age, okay, to put up, like I said, 42, 15, and 7 in game six of the NBA Finals and ultimately win the Finals MVP at 20, that's probably the greatest, you know, rookie season you're ever going to have, which is why I have literally or really Magic at one and then Wilt at, like, you know, the top. Okay, he 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 like I said, he has the asterisk. He doesn't really count. But if you wanted to put him on the list, it would be Wilt Magic 2. Okay. After Magic, it really it, it had to I had to think about it, or I had to realize what was what was I looking for? Who was I, you know, who had stats that impressed me from rookie campaigns? And ultimately I saw, you know, Oscar Robertson. Okay. For you guys that don't know who Oscar Robertson is, this guy, this man was the first trip, uh, the first triple double machine, the first Russell Westbrook of that of our generation, okay, or of their generation. That's who Oscar Robertson was. If you think of Russell Westbrook, now I want to say the athletic ability, but to be the ability to play, you know, uh, all around basketball, to be uh, a great defender, a great rebounder, a great. Uh, point guard to get your guys involved okay oscar robson was that guy okay his rookie season put up 30 points 10 rebounds and 9.7 assists so i'm gonna bump that up to 10 the man put up a triple double in his rookie season averaged a triple double in his rookie season if that doesn't speak you know great rookie campaigns i don't know what will all right the reason why i have him at three and not two is because ultimately, you know, Magic went above and beyond and went ultimately went to the finals and captured that championship as a rookie at 20 years old. So that's why Magic literally solidifies himself at number two. Oscar Robertson, I don't know of a rookie, you know, coming to the league at 22 years of age, 30 and put up 30 points, 10 rebounds and 10 assists at 22 years of age. Come on, man. That, that's 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 unheard of. That's unheard of. I don't I don't think another rookie will ever even touch these numbers. Closest was I could say Luka Doncic and that he wasn't even close. Okay? He's he's touching, you know, the triple double, you know, average mark now. This is his second year. 
Okay, granted, he is only, I believe, 20 years old as well. So he does have, you know, two years to, you know, reach that that plateau. But as well as, you know, Luca was playing in the pros at a young age. But that doesn't, you know, take away the fact that he's only 20 years old putting the numbers that he's putting up. But yes, Oscar Robinson would be third for the best rookie season in NBA history. Like I said, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists as a rookie. I don't, I don't know if you. I don't know if you're gonna uh, argue with me on that one. I don't think you're gonna win. Fourth, greatest rookies of all time. All right. Um, you know, you you gotta really. Me personally, I would put you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at four, and I know I'm like I said, don't take this list and you know, twist up my words. And I'm not saying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the fourth greatest player, or this is not off of. You know, best player. This is off of rookie season. Okay. Kareem Abdul Jabbar's rookie season, or if you want to call him um, you know, his by his real name, you know, Lou Alcinda. Lou Alcinda. His rookie season put up 28 points, 28.8 points a game. So that's roughly 29. 14.14.5 rebounds and 4.1 assists. As a rookie for the Milwaukee Bucks, okay, at the age of 22 years old. So really, as I'm like really thinking about it, um, you know, the team before when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had first got there, they weren't that good. The, the Bucks weren't they didn't have the best record, you know, um, to begin with. OK, the year before that had a 27 and 55 uh, team record. Once Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had, you know, made his presence and got on this team, they ultimately went up. 29 games and ultimately you know one had a record of 56 and 26 which ultimately was good enough you know to win i mean make the second place in the eastern conference uh you know so you saw his presence uh was a big factor immediately once he stepped on the floor and was with this milwaukee bucks team he finished his first year in the league okay he finished his first year in the league second in scoring okay behind jerry west third in rebounding, okay, and also took the Rookie of the Year trophy home as well. So, like, these guys on rookie years, okay, compared to the guys now, they're not even close, okay? Like, rookie stats nowadays wouldn't even touch rookie stats from back then. And it's probably how the game has changed as well. But, like, some of these numbers that these players, you know, Hall of Fame greats have put up, I, I can see why, why they're so great and why they were given, you know, that great title, that great, uh, you know, the great, uh, you know, achievements that they were given. So just a, ma a matter of them continuing this greatness from their rookie year all the way to the end of their careers, you know, that's something that's something to speak about. Fifth, OK, um, I would say is Michael Jordan. Um, like I said before, this is not a list of who is the better player in the NBA. This is just off of, you know, rookie seasons. And on Michael Jordan's rookie season, he had put up 28 points a game, six rebounds a game, and six assists a game while shooting 51% from the field as a rookie. Okay. Um, you you realize, you know, he Michael Jordan was that guy after his rookie year. Okay, took over the league after being drafted third. Okay. He started all his games. All his games he started. 82 games this, this, that whole rookie season. Like I said, averaged 28 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, six assists a game, with roughly two steals. Okay, leading the Bulls in every category. This is a rookie coming into the NBA who just came from college and is ultimately leading the team in every category. Okay. And like, it, this, this is crazy because you don't, you don't see rookies doing this now in the NBA. You, you, you would realize like, this is where I knew, this is where I knew where, you know, Jordan was that guy who was going to be a great player. And was when I was reading and he said, and just his ninth game, you know, Jordan had put up 45 points, 10 rebounds against the San Antonio Spurs, okay? And yet ninth game, you put up 45 points? 
and 10 rebounds against a great team like the San Antonio Spurs, that 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 speaks levels and levels of greatness beyond um you you like I said before, you knew from that moment that when he stepped onto the court, Jordan was destined to be great. Okay. Um, those are my five. As of right now, I can already hear you guys saying, you know, what about this guy? What about LeBron? What about such and such? And LeBron, yes, he he as well as you know, um, Tim Duncan. Those two guys to me would be would make the honorable mention in my list. Okay, yes, um, you know, LeBron James was his rookie season was beyond you know great in its own right. Twenty points a game, five five rebounds a game, you know, five assists a game. Taking that Cleveland Cavaliers team, you know, where it was to ultimately where it ended up in later years to come. But we're talking about rookie seasons. And, you know, if I had to compare LeBron James rookie season to like a Michael Jordan or, you know, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Oscar Robinson, like it wouldn't even be fair. It wouldn't even be close of the, you know, the achievements and numbers that they put up in those rookie campaigns. Now, from that, from rookie year on, now LeBron James ascended some of those guys, okay? But, you know, if we were just talking basically on rookie seasons, I can't I can't give LeBron James the knots to be in the top five when it's other guys, you know, who ultimately their rookie campaign, their rookie seasons uh, transcended his, you know, by, by, by you know, a, a couple of, a couple of stats. All right. So LeBron James gets the honorable mention. And then as well, Tim Duncan as well gets the honorable mention. That's my top five of the best rookie seasons so far. Those are my predictions. Like I said, this is my list. If you don't like it, you could ultimately DM me and personally send me your list of the best rookie season. And we could basically, you know, talk it out to see whose list is better and where could we, you know, compromise and come to an agreement. But that's my predictions. For today, those are the segments for today. You're on with the primetime podcast. I'll be on tomorrow to talk about some more, you know, possible updated news with the NBA. Where will they be headed after this uh pan pandemic epidemic is over? Will we even see an NBA draft? Will we even get the NBA finals? We're talking about possibly playing into September and I and you know October. I don't know how long this NBA hiatus is gonna last, but I hope it comes to an end soon. We can get you know pick up right where we left off because like i said i i was looking forward to playoff basketball really lebron james said himself he was just getting ready for playoff basketball i was getting ready for playoff basketball and then it just stopped so i needed to start up again so i can you know have things to talk about on a more consistent and daily basis and you ultimately you know just go back to being sane again but that's my you know that's my predictions for this for this segment for this uh podcast you're on with titus j cleveland i'll be on Tomorrow to hit you guys up with some more, you know, updated news in the sports world. Peace.